Good morning and good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Random Trek. I am your captain, Christopher Ingle, and as always, joined by my first officer, a man who has never passed the Kobayashi Maru, except that one time, but we can't talk about it. Brennan, the mystical mom. Brennan, how you doing today? I have to confess, I'm having an affair with Nurse Joe. <laughs> Which nurse chapel? Mm, just Bush. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yes, as as uh, Brennan is alluding to, uh today we are having finally the opportunity mm, to review an episode from Strange New Worlds. A fantastic series. Uh, fa- and, uh, fantastic series and a fantastic episode to go with it. Yeah. Episode seven of this first season, The Serene Squall. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing was a, a ride, let me tell you. Brennan, yes. how do you feel? And, and mind you, normally when we watch these episodes, we haven't seen these in a long time, and they're spaced out, what have you. Yeah. This aired only a couple of months ago. Yeah. So this is still fresh to us. So Brennan, with it as fresh as it was, as it is, how did you feel walking into this one? Oh, this is this is fun. I was because you know we hadn't seen these before. I had no idea what to expect going into it, and I really was quite delighted. But this episode, and this episode is great because it 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 it, it balances humor and drama, romance, and just these uh utterly ridiculous scenarios and it does it really well mm-hmm. so i i absolutely i enjoy this episode very much yeah i i enjoyed this this one uh ticks all the boxes yes. and uh which of course we'll talk about hits a little nostalgia too mm. at the same time uh and does a good job about and it. And, okay. and i will say a very first for me, uh, 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 Mrs. Captain Ingle, uh, managed to guess the ending of this one before I did. Oh, wow. And I denied it the entire time. My wife lo- yep. doesn't our, love Star Trek. Our ship's counselor. Our ship's counselor. Very much so. Our lady. Yes, mm-hmm. she is. But uh, we. W- this was the only episode of the series that we watched together. And awesome. she guessed it, and I kept going, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? But we'll get there. We'll yeah. Get there. And interesting that they wanted to be so bold as to reference the, yeah, the worst bold. Star Trek movie, but we'll get there. I, I loved it. Either way, walking into it, I yeah, had a I, lot I of fun, agree. and I was absolutely agree. Uh, so let's let's kind of let you know what's going on here. So uh, the Enterprise is carrying Counselor uh, Counselor Aspen, uh, uh, who who is uh, actually she's a former counselor now working as a humanitarian uh, into a region of space that's been uh, hit by space pirates. Specifically, actually, uh, they're uh, they're not all Orions, but uh, Orions are mentioned. It is an Orion ship known as the Serene Squall. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the so the Enterprise is sent in to kind of help, uh, but they are far from Federation communication, so they're kind of very much on their own where they're going. Um, when they go in, they encounter a series of traps that uh, uh, Spock 
manages to work his way out of through not logic, but some gut instinct, which makes him very nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he's being encouraged by this counselor to trust his gut and embrace his human side and, and to mm. enjoy and to give in to those human instincts. Oh, you just gave me the foreshadowing that I missed. I know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so they eventually find this ship that where these, these uh, colonists uh, were supposed to have escaped on and they board aboard it. Uh, Pike uh, and the boarding party uh, go over there, uh, but they're captured by pirates. It was a trap. Uh, mm-hmm. In the process of beaming over, the pirates beam over the Enterprise and take over the Enterprise. Um, uh, Spock uh, and and uh, Spock manages to have the the um, well, actually Spock doesn't do it, but the computer's locked out. Computer's locked out, so they can't have access. Uh, Spock and and Aspen. Uh, move through the ship uh, trying to you know obviously survive and to escape now meanwhile Nurse Chapel is also kind of making her way through and we're discovering first of all how badass Nurse Chapel is Mm -hmm. for a moment I thought Nurse Chapel was actually raised by the Black Widow Society in uh, the Marvel Universe Yeah, yeah. she's pulling out some pretty interesting moves with a hypo spray Mm -hmm. let me tell you uh, but they meet up with with uh, Spock and her. Uh, and actually, through this episode, too, we get a nice development of the friendship between Spock and Nurse Chapel. Yeah, friendship, you say. I don't know. It, 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 that is a speculation we will we will go into mm-hmm. course. But uh, the friendship between the two. Uh, they make their way to engineering, where Spock unlocks uh, the ship uh, so that way they can get a hold of Pike and do what they need to do when they're double crossed by uh, the counselor, who is not actually a counselor, but is actually the head of the pirates, and her name is Angel. Mm. Uh, uh, yes, uh, and so she manages to to get the bridge and get control of the ship. Uh, meanwhile, while Pike and the others are on the pirate ship, having kind of a B plot that's a little funny. Yeah. Where they they engineer a mutiny in the most sly and fun ways. Yeah. Uh they're engineering a mutiny to get off this ship. Um, but Angel uh tells Spock, here's the deal. Uh I need to pring. And Spock's like, How do you know I'm married or uh, engaged to Pring? And uh, she's she basically says, I know everything, you know. And so they get in contact with Depring. How they get in contact with Depring, I haven't figured that out when mm. they're you know, but again, that's we'll get into negatives. We'll get we'll get in there. But uh, to bring right now is working uh, on a rehabilitation colony for Vulcans who are not being Vulcan-like, shall we say? Yeah, uh, and, criminals and yeah, uh, and the such. Um, she also has been talking with Spock, and they're trying to spice <laughs> up their relationship. And uh, we find out that we'll get Tupring, to that scene in a minute. Tupring has been studying uh, human sexuality pretty pretty fervently. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. very interesting indeed. And they, yeah, they talk about it for a good three four minutes in the beginning. It's a little awkward. And it's hilarious. And it is hilarious. Um, but she, uh, Angel says, "Here's the deal: you're holding a Vulcan that I want. You bring him to me, and I'll give you Spock." alive i don't even want the ship 
The ship is a bonus. And this is Angel's boyfriend, basically. It's Angel's boyfriend. Yes. Um, and so Tapring comes again. How she was able to get there that fast, I don't know, but we'll get into that. Uh, and she gets there ready to make an exchange. And Spock comes up with a very clever maneuver <laughs> uh, because Angel believes that Tapring is going to do it because she wants to keep Spock safe because she loves him because she's engaged. Spock says, no, I'm sorry, I lied. I've been having an affair with Nurse Chapel. <laughs> and of course, Angel doesn't fall for this. And so Spock, in front of God, Grace, and everybody, lays a very passionate kiss. It's love and Mickey Audi. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Angel. The nurse Chapel seems rather into. I it. think Angel's literal quote was, "What?" <laughs> and Nurse Chapel's rather into it. And yeah, Nurse Chapel was getting into it. To Pring says, "Well, okay, you'll always be a part of my heart, but we're broken up." All right, broke later. Up. <laughs> and leaves. Angel's pretty furious about this. But then the Enterprise gets attacked uh, by the pirate ship, which has been taken over by Pike. Uh, and basically the day is lost. Uh, and Angel uh, does an emergency transport to her hidden ship and gets away, but basically vows, I shall return. Abandoning uh, her crew. Abandoning her crew, yes. Um, and then in the end, we hear Spock talking with, uh, of course, to Pring uh, and eventually Chapel, uh, And the conversation comes that Spock knows who this Vulcan is. And we are, we discover that the Vulcan being spoken of as Angel's, Angel's boyfriend. boyfriend is indeed his half-brother, Cybok. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, yeah, so Brennan... Ooh. What did you like about this episode? Well, well, that was one of like the best end moments of an episode. One of the great dun 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 episodes of Star Trek. And I really didn't see it coming. Um, I didn't think they were going to pull the trigger. No, no. Uh, once they revealed it, I went, oh, "Of course." Yeah, it makes sense. Um, what I really liked about this episode, I really liked. Nurse Chapel and Stock's relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could just sense the you you could just sense that they are really into each other. Spock being psychological doesn't really want to admit it. I think Nurse Chapel's a bit more aggressive when it comes to their it it relationship. I'm with you. It feels a little bit like. A, a, like from friends, a Ross and Rachel relationship mm-hmm, when go. they weren't together. Yeah, they're good friends, but they, you know, and you definitely feel tension there. There is tension there, but they're good friends, and definitely, uh, you know, I I love Chapel. Kind of like, hey, Spock, you're not paying attention to me. Listen, yeah. listen, look at my eyes. <laughs> look at me. Uh, you know, but uh, I love that. I love the stuff with your brain. Mm-hmm. I love to bring it, Spock. They're they're so funny, mm-hmm. particularly to bring because they're Vulcans. Mm-hmm. But they manage to be utterly hilarious in their deadpan, yes, uh, statements, and particularly that first scene mm-hmm. when to bring and Spock does a spit take because to bring is like studying sexuality, mm-hmm. 
it's an utterly hilarious moment. And seeing Spock uncomfortable is yeah. fun. It's fun. Um, I really do like Captain Angel. I think she's mm-hmm. interesting. I think that we have obviously not seen the last of her. Mm-hmm. I do love uh, everything with Captain Pike. Yeah. Trying to befriend the pirates in the mm-hmm. best way he can. And this running gag of the ending of Boy Scouts. Yes. Being like the like the goody two shoes guy. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I just love that this is a roller coaster ride of genres. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting because usually with a villain, a guest of the week who turns out to be a villain. It's pretty obvious. Captain Angel wasn't as obvious. Which I thought was very interesting. And uh, I, I, I think maybe it's just me. Am I sensing some sexual tension between her and Spock? It wouldn't surprise... Spock, you think? It, it wouldn't surprise me. And, and think about it. She is attracted to Cybox. So there could be something there. Something. Yeah. So I sense a little bit of that and I thought that was interesting. But you I don't... do love <clears throat> the ruse that Chapel and Spock pull off. I think that is a, a great hilarious moment. Yet we as an audience are like we're like, yeah, these, these two are in love. We know it. Yeah. And, I uh, think it's pretty obvious in the original series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now this episode is chock full of a lot of fun moments, a lot of great laughs, a lot of great one-liners, and just a great character development. And I like that the episode focuses on Spock, Chapel, and Brink. Mm-hmm. And not so much on Captain Pike and number one. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I, I, a, lot I mean... of things, a lot of things to like this episode. There were a lot. Um, the thing I've I've got to put out there is your story is only as good as your villain. Mm-hmm. And Jesse James Keitel, she is fabulous. Yeah. She has the 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 ambience to her as a threatening villain. And we don't even discover she's the villain till halfway through the episode. And up to that point, she's kind of a wide-eyed innocent. Yeah, she plays both sides so well i really 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 enjoyed her performance in this it yep. was fascinating because she uh, goes for that sense of vulnerability at the beginning and and let's be honest here in star trek history i can only put out a handful of times maybe two handful, maybe but it's not many where the you know the main ship has been taken over successfully mm. I really can't put a lot of times out where that's happened. It's true. You know, and it does. It, it, it does. Don't, you know, I'm not I saying I mean, it usually it's but... the crew is taken over by something weird. and Yeah, yeah. But to actually have invaders come in and take over. And and to do it to the level that they do, you know. Yeah. And the Enterprise especially. This doesn't usually happen to the Enterprise. No. Uh, so this this is an interesting interesting uh, uh, experience, and she is a very competent leader. 
there, you know, and she just got outdone by the very emotions she was telling Spock that he should show more of, which mm. is interesting. Uh, uh, and I, I, I definitely think we have not seen the last of her. Yeah, and considering that Slandok is in this rehabilitation clinic, mm-hmm. at some point he gets out of there. Yes. I don't know how forced they are to stay there. Mm-hmm. I imagine for Vulcans, it's it's, you know, as far as Vulcans are willing to push security. Mm-hmm. But at some point, he gets out of there. We know this. Right. Well, we do know definitively uh, uh, because the producers have said uh, that next season we will see Angel and Cyborg again. Oh. So we know they are coming back. In what way? For how long? Who knows? And also, we need to see... I don't know if we need to, but to see Cyborg discover this telepathic ability he has to take away people's pain. Or at least claim to. It would be interesting to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I gotta give also props to Pike, uh, Unichin Riley. Uh, (laughs) The bits that they're over there, they are playing these pirates like a harp from hell. Yeah. And they don't even realize how stupid they are. Not not Pike, the pirates. They have no idea that this is being done against them. <laughs> and it's so funny. Uh, Pike Pike is like, they, they want the codes. The pirates want the codes for the ship. And Pike's like, well, you know, listen, uh, you, you know, you, you guys, you're eating there. You see someone eat. You're eating that crap? You know, listen, my people need some, some food and water. Let's take care of their needs. And let me cook your guys a good meal. Hmm. And so they're talking in the kitchen. And and Pike is cooking up and 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 he he kind of it, it puts in the idea to the crewmates' heads that maybe they should be sold off, you know, uh instead of killed, and maybe they should be sold off to the Klingons. Hmm. You know, and and uh, well, I I forget what he called it. What was what was the uh the plan? Alpha Bragafor. Alpha Bra. Thank you. So you you are good with the memory. Uh, Alpha Bragafor. They make reference to Alpha Bragafor. It works every time. Yeah. And it, I guess Alpha Bragafor is creating a mutiny. <laughs> what is yep. Alpha Bragafor? I think uh, uh Ortegas asks. Yeah. Uh, but it's that's just so funny. And then they succeed. But they do it much quicker than they anticipated. And so the mutineers are trying to get on the bridge to get a pike after a certain point. Like, uh, we went a little too fast. Uh, can you get us out of here like, mm-hmm. now? <laughs> and you see all these guys climbing on the wall behind them. Yeah, it, that was great. It, it was great. Hilarious. And then Pike's sense of humor afterwards when we're in the ending here and he's like, Army mateys, next time we be seeing the Serene's Fall and Captain Angel, we be making the walk the plague. And and yeah. number one's just like, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> the comedy in this, despite despite that the heavy heavier nature of Spock's relationship and how he's dealing mm-hmm. with this is really good. It's such a good balance in this episode. It is indeed. Uh yeah, and so let's let's go into depth a little bit here on this chapel 
Spock relationship. Oh boy. Because it also obviously feeds into uh, uh I think it was the episode before uh or two episodes before that. Oh uh, yes. We, we began to see this development happen and I know knock. this happens further down the line too with the relationship between Chapel and Spock in original series. Now of course I know this goes into how this affects other Trek, but with a show like this, this this is just I, I really want to hit this and talk about this. Um, so the relationship between these two, you made mention to it, that kiss was juicy and the relationship mm. and the tension is building. So here's the question with all that we know, are they, or aren't they? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. She certainly sees the end of him. Well, here, and here's the thing. And I agree with you. I think she is 100%. We know when we, when, whenever Spock is in, you know, in, in with Chapel, okay, we don't see much further into, we see her, but not him doing, you know, in, in this reciprocation thing. And even into, uh, by the time we get to um, the motion picture, when mm -hmm. Chapel's an MD on the ship, yep. there's no interactions between the two. Not There's really, no, no no tension. So if there was something, by the time we hit motion picture, there's nothing. Except maybe a friendship and an admiration, possibly. But we have nothing yeah. else to go off of on that. It's true. You know, I personally, I think this is a this is more an unrequited love thing for Chapel than it is Spock. And I wouldn't doubt it if Spock is actually oblivious to this <laughs> and they become very good friends that ross rachel relationship where they're very good friends but you know while in friends eventually they got together in the end i don't see that happening for chapel and spock and and we know that doesn't happen but in terms of kind of the behind behind the stories or i i don't see that happening hmm. what about you do, do you do you think there is a story here somewhere that you know, an episode we never saw or a story that, you know, where there is an actual relationship between Chapel and, and Spock. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's, that is the question. I think that's, uh, this, this season, I mean, it, we know okay. that at some point, mm -hmm. uh, something will happen which will cause to bring to uh, go for somebody else. Mm -hmm. What causes that? That's what I want to know. Well, I think we're already building into it. Yeah. In that, okay. You know, the, this idea that Spock's love is his duty and his, his devotion to logic, to the teachings of Surak. Hmm. I think that is where his devotion really is. And I would even say the only reason he's with Tapring is probably because it's expected. Now, mm. maybe there's an attraction. Yeah. Maybe there's some natural, logical I mean, connection there. I mean, Tapring is gorgeous. So. She is, absolutely. Better looking mm -hmm. than the original actress. Uh, just my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Well, 60s to, to, you know, when we're talking almost 70 year difference. Does it just mean, or does the actress's place to bring now 
remind you me of Steph's bra. Just a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yes, for those of you who don't know, Steph Sabra is a a a a well, she is a member, a a, a commentator uh, for the movie trivia showdown, which of course you can find on YouTube. Uh, check it out. And she's very fun. cute. And, and yes, Brennan, Brennan thinks she's cute. I I cannot comment on that. <laughs> All that aside. Yeah. Um, the dating show, Star Trek edition. I'm the Riker of the, you know. Okay, he is I'm the, the Riker. Single, the single guy. And I am O'Brien. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, uh, back to this. So, were there any elements that you didn't like? You didn't like who? Eh. I mean, planting the idea of the mutiny. In the crew, seemed to take off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already did see, though, that the the the, the one female pirate was already kind of questioning their fake leader. Mm-hmm. That may be a little convenient, but I think that that's the B plot. It's not nearly as interesting as the A plot, which is Stock and Nurse Chapel. And Captain Angel, and to bring that's really the center. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing else that really stands out to me as a a big deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of think that way. Unless it's a big deal, I tend to not notice and just let it go along. Yeah. Well, so that's all I really have. I'm with you. I'm with you. And there really wasn't anything in this that I went, I don't like it. I Everybody was on point for this. And this has kind of been the thing for Strange New Worlds for this first season. Like, mm-hmm. they stepped up to the plate. No one really sure where this and how this was going to go. And they hit the first pitch out of the park. And every episode they stepped up, they just keep hitting it out of the park. And that finale... Will... Oh yeah. my word! We will eventually get to this finale. I think the finale may be some of the best Star Trek ever. Yes, and it is in its Star Trekiness too. Yeah, oh, yeah. everything. Uh we we love it. I can't say enough about this. Yeah. Um, uh and so what was uh, I would say? Well, you did the, mention the... one technical question about contacting uh to bring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. I guess you're right. Rehabilitation colony is closer. Is farther out than Federation stuff. Here's what I'm thinking. This is just my thought. We know that Vulcan, if I remember correctly, is one AU from Earth. One is... AU? No, no. AUs are short. Are they? AUs it's it's AUs one. Are... It's the nearest neighbor. It is the nearest neighbor to them. In terms of species and all of that, I was going to say an AU is a distance from the sun to the earth. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Of I'm light- an English teacher, everybody, <laughs> not like a four, scientist. It's like four or five light years or something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, either way, uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure that Vulcan is very, very, very close. Overall, it's very close. Yeah, true. So. My thought is that the Vulcans probably wouldn't put their penal colonies too far out. I wouldn't mm, expect good it. Good point. 
So, so they want to keep them away from name local society. I just don't understand when they made a big deal about it in the beginning of the episode that we're not going to be able to communicate except through this one subspace relay. Actually, they dropped several buoys. Oh, the buoys? Okay. So that but might it, explain how they were able to reach her. I maybe. I, I don't know. To make a big deal about well, she it. She came then, pretty quick. What happened was this was uh this was Game of Thrones. This was final season of Game of Thrones weirdness. Which I love. Uh hey, you can love it all you want. That dragon should not have been able to reach the north in like an hour. No, sir. That was not gonna happen. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> logic. Not when time time and that show was already established. My point is for this, when they establish and make a point that Starfleet's not gonna be able to reach us. You know, mm. that we're on our own. They say that we're on our own. Okay. Good point. You're Good on point. your own. I, I, guess it, I guess it's just a suspension of disbelief. That's really what it is. This is one of those infamous Star Trek plot holes that come up with episodes. Yeah, and, and it's not the first time. Yeah, no, and this happens a lot. Original series had a lot of. Oh, them. my word, yes. This is this is kind of no different. And I feel like that aspect of it, they dropped it. They dropped the ball. You know, I didn't really notice it till you pointed it out, but it's a good thing to bring up. Yeah. Um, but just a minor, like, eh. But let's put it this way. Let's suspension of disbelief, because Spock on the way there was talking to T'Pring. So let's suspension of disbelief. Let's assume that the planet she's on is much closer. Let's just assume that for a second. How far out is this planet? And how strong are Vulcan warp drives? I'd like to know, because still, she gets there pretty damn fast. Yeah, good point. But, yeah. you know. It it's the only it thing about this that makes me go, no, come on, guys. It is what it is. Only because, and again, it, it, if they did not establish the fact that they were that far out, and they had said, we're far out, we're on our own, I would have, okay, I'm game. It's just a little thing. It is. Mm. It's a technical thing. It's a little bit of a plot hole. Uh, I and I've tripped in it, you yep. know. And I, right. I saw it. So it, it is, is what, what it is. is. Yeah. But otherwise, it's a great episode. So we touched on this briefly, especially with the relationship with Chapel. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the greater effect on Star Trek. So, Ooh. uh, obviously, the choice of using a villain from a not popular film. And bringing mm. them into the fold. How do you feel about that? I think in a way, it's like what the Clone Wars did for the Star Wars prequel. Or what some of the new stuff like the Mandalorian is, is doing for the sequels. It recontextualizes. Mm-hmm. Something that people didn't react as well to at the time. Though in Star Trek V's case, I don't know if anyone has ever reacted well to that. Yeah, it's not we'll a good. There, we'll we will get there, but it, in in general, it's not a good film. However, as our good friend Chris Doman has has pointed out to me, and we we agree on, there are good moments. Oh yes, oh, and yes. I hate to say it, Cybok is one of them. Cybok is gets, really interesting. He gets swallowed up in that film because of everything else that goes wrong in that. But film. Lawrence Luckenbill channeling this idea of a of these. TV evangelist fraudsters. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, the outfits being worn by the, the quote-unquote prisoners at the rehabilitation facility. 
that's what Psyduck wears in uh, the Final Frontier. Yep. Oh, white outfit with the big shoulders. Play, you know, robe, very kimono. Looking. I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw out a prediction right now, and this is a wild, oh. off-the-wall prediction. But I don't think we are going to see Angel survive this series. Mm. I don't. Because we don't have another character that's similar to compare to in Star Trek V. Cybok was able to get out. Cybok had a crew, and he didn't have her with her. So something happens, and as devoted as she Either is... Either she left him, or... I, again, wild, off-the-wall prediction. I don't think she survives the next season. But good point. Me. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, how long had he been going on his crazy quest? That's true. And who knows what he ran into. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I bringing Cybok in was a good choice. And I, as a fan, was very happy with that because I want Cybok to have another chance. I want yeah. another shot for this character to be redeemed and to be able to take it out of the context of Star Trek V and it, show how good he is. It's like in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, seeing Hayden Christensen mm -hmm. return when his performance back in the day was not very well received by the fans. But getting to see him return and in a way rehabilitate the character. Mm -hmm. But no pun intended in the case of Cybok. Right. But to see the character brought back and maybe then when we watch the movie we'll go okay, I understand this film more now. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Another thing that really stands out to me about how this connects to Star Trek is the Klingon colony they mentioned. Right. Well, that colony was in Star Trek Enterprise. That is where the augments, the the con wannabes, were dealing with their nefarious plans. They were stopped by the Enterprise. But the augment by augment uh, situation passed to the Klingons, mm -hmm. thus resulting in the flat-headed Klingons mm -hmm. and the ridged Klingons. And so it's all... It's cool that they mentioned that that uh, that planet, yeah. that colony. I also like the um, yet again more of the Spock and Nurse Chapel thing, and to Frank, of course. Yeah, they're the best part of this, and 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 Pike and his his group are good, and there's nothing really wrong with them. But yes. the focus is 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 yeah. to Pring, and I'm uh, so glad to Pring is in the show. Yes, I, I, I'm glad for this show, period. This is the breath of fresh air that Trek fans, it, whether you're oh, you're not a fan of New Trek, you are, you know, this, everyone likes it. And it has been... With the uh, exception uh, of one uh, person whose name I will not say, uh, who claims to be the biggest Star Trek fan there is. <laughs> but uh, the less said about this individual, the better. Uh, I I love it. I enjoy it, and I I could talk the world about it. But yes, it it is yeah. it is, and it's great seeing Nurse Chapel kick butt. Yes. Really um, cool. favorite moment. Well, Spock's spit take at the beginning, which yes. is bring like completely shocks him, is a great moment. That is so funny. 
and I love that spring is just so dead down in them. Yeah. And I also love, of course, the stock nurse travel kiss. Which is for them being faking a faking a relationship, that's a pretty thirsty kiss. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, I think my favorite moment is the manipulation of Spock, of Angel manipulating Spock in the beginning of it, mm. um, twisting him and and, and letting maybe, him maybe know, even, maybe even crushing on him, letting him know. You know, Spock was like, "You didn't." You know, she's like, "I've been manipulating your emotions from the very beginning." For the one thing you say you're not trying to do, well, I was able to do it pretty mm, easily. Yeah. And it's, I think, Spock realizing this is that first instance that those emotions are a part of him. And they, you know, when they're we not eventually, a weakness. They're when not we, a weakness. Exactly. When we eventually get to Star Trek Four, and this overlying theme of how do you feel? Ah, yes. Yes, Spock. yes. I can't wait to get there. Yeah, but I, 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 what I'm saying is I think this is, this is part of that it's progression. It's the arc. It's the story yeah. the arc for the character. This acceptance that your emotions are a part of you. Yes, logic is great, but that's what's so wonderful about Spock is he is the best of both worlds. Pardon the Star Trek pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, absolutely. And he is the number one favorite Star Trek character for, for continuously. Yeah, any. it's Spock. Spock is the reason things kept going. Spock was one of the highest selling toys during the 60s. All the girls had crushes on Spock. Spock, yes. I mean, Spock is great. He is a great character study. Spock is us. Even though he we are whole human, he is half human. The reality is that we all have parts of us. That the balance of and, yeah. logic and emotion. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is a, a great for that. And just that that recognition that you're not as infallible as you think you are. I mean, him using that gut instinct and how nervous that made him. And you could see it in his eyes and mm. her calling that out. Like, she knows. I, I love that. This this is so great. And this is why I think Angel it's actually like, is going to be a great villain reoccurring. Yeah. Captain Angel, like her boyfriend... She knows how to get in people's heads. She understands that. She understands emotion. So no wonder they're a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I'd love to think that maybe 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 Cybok freed her mind. Ooh. Ooh, think about that one. I want the background between those two, but yes. we don't know it. But yeah. again, we're just assuming. Yep. Uh, final thoughts on this episode. This is a great episode. This is fun. Fun, funny. A lot of great character development. Um, heartwarming to a degree, in the case of Shuffle's stock and uh, just good Star Trek fun. Yeah, this is this is as Star Trekky as it kind of gets. Well, this and another episode. Uh, the the uh, 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 what is it? The Amok or uh, uh, Yes, yes, uh, which also was, uh, I think, again, about two episodes back, and we will get to that at which some point. Which is also point. hilarious. Spockamuck. Spockamuck. Spockamuck? Yes, Spockamuck. Yes, uh, and I want, I petition for Spock to use the word shenanigans more often. Ooh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, too, love this episode. I love this series. I love this season. This, by far, and I'm saying it now, and we haven't even gone through them all, 
this is the best first season of a Star Trek series ever. And I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, this this hits all the buttons and yep. does it well. Yep. Ah, but next week, next week we return to the cinema mm. because we continue our trek through the motion pictures and we get to Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! They find him. They find him. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. Uh, in his directorial debut, I do believe. Mm. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And we will be joined by a special guest, as we do with our films. Mm. Uh, a good friend in the Schmodown community. Yeah. Uh, who is also a big uh, science fiction nerd. Yep. Lieutenant Ryan Payne is going to be joining mm-hmm. us. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, Brennan, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Brennan Mystical, B-R-E-N-N-E-N Mystical. You can find me actually, oddly enough, on Wikipedia or or the fan-made Wikipedias at the Canticles of Beatrice. And you can also find me uh, in all the various social groups that I've been a part of, the Outland Nation, Mark Riley. Video Drew, the Cine Fanatic. Let's get ready. Certain point of view. And so on and so forth. Join me there. And of course, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at C Ingle1984. You can also find me on the Patreons of Mark Riley, Video Drew, Ben Bateman, the LGR, Let's Get Ready Network, uh, and countless others. And of course, here regularly. Uh, on on this podcast with my friend Brennan. Uh, but as always, we end every show. Kapla and live long and prosper. Peace and long life. Peace.